be anything on anybody's heart before we uh, try to bring forth what God has put on our heart. If not, I, I do ask an in, interest in your prayers. I ask that you continue Pray for me, that God might just use me to his honor and glory, that he would enable me to bring forth the things that he's put on my heart. Going to take a reading lesson here uh, from the second epistle of Peter. I'm going to start in the first verse of that uh, second Peter. Read uh, ten verses here. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you, though you, through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according to his divine power, hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him that hath called us into his glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding and great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience Godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make ye you that ye shall neither be bearing nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that like these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall never Fall. And I'll say this here, in that last uh, verse there, ye shall never fall, it's not talking about falling for grace or losing your salvation. It's talking about what he is putting forth here about us falling and stumbling in our Christian life and duty. My thought today comes from this eighth, eighth verse here where it says, Neither be bearing nor unfruitful. 
You know, in the parable of the sower, uh, the seed that fell on good ground, and I think that's the ones that's heart were prepared and uh, they took the Word and uh, they repented and trusted in the Lord and He saved them that uh, they'll bring forth fruit. Some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. And I think uh, a saved individual will bring forth some fruit. Uh, I know you bring forth some fruit when you uh, uh, give your testimony of salvation. You bring it forth when you unite with the church through baptism. You uh, bring forth fruit when you witness to your uh, neighbors, your co-workers, your family. And uh, that's what we're called to do. That's our reasonable service, isn't it? But in this we see that, uh, uh, you know, some things that if they're not, uh, that we don't take care of, uh, we could become bearing, less fruitful, or have no fruit. This epistle here, it, uh, God's Word amazes me. Peter, when he wrote this, he wrote it to some people out there that needed to hear it. But you know, it has no address on it who it was for. You know who it's for? It's as much for us today as it was to the one that received this letter. They call it a general epistle. It is a, it, it's fitting for all of us. You know, Sunday when Brother K... Or, Friday when Brother Casey called me, uh, I thought I had what I wanted to preach on. I studied on it uh, Friday night and thought I was settled. And uh, yesterday, this storm that we had, it, uh, it, it took down uh, two trees in the fence roll out mama's. And uh, I had to go out and uh, 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 repair the fence once the trees were cut. I don't know, Brother Curtis, how the Lord gives you messages. Sometimes He'll put a scripture on your heart and uh, uh, the thoughts will come to you, but sometimes uh, He will show you things and uh, lay something on your heart through something that you're around or you see. And uh, you have to dig in this Word and uh, line up the scriptures for I know uh, uh, what God would have us to say. Yesterday when I was out there, I, uh, down on the backside where the trees were down, the cattle don't usually uh, stay down there much, especially in the winter. They, they stay up in the front half where we feed and water. And uh, I was looking around and uh, the grass was starting to green up and it uh, looked like uh, it may be a fruitful pasture. It brings forth that that uh, uh, it's fruit for the cattle to eat. I looked up over the hill and seen where uh, been feeding the cows, putting out the hay. And looked up there, and that uh, uh, I don't know how many know much about cattle, but uh, they really don't have good advocacy. 
Their table manners are not that good, in other words. But you add a little rain in amongst that, and uh, uh, that ground that uh, is around there, it becomes uh, bearing. It won't produce. We uh, introduce that hay there, and uh, uh, they'll stand around and eat it, and... Uh, Got me to thinking, you know, uh, that land's unfruitful. We're going to have to work to uh, uh, get it back. We'll have to break it, till it, uh, plant some seed. We'll have to turn it over. I got to thinking, you know, us in our life, we uh, are introduced, a lot of it we introduce upon ourselves things that uh, grab our attention, our time, and we habitually just will uh, uh, stick with that. You know, Satan... Uh, uh, a lot of things in, uh, we have around us that we even introduce upon ourselves that will make us barren and unfruitful in the work of God. You know, as I thought about that, you know, brother... Miller had a uh, lesson Monday night. It was on Haggai. And every time uh, I look at that, they, uh, in the first seven verses of that, there is a, a statement made twice that grabs my attention. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. You know, uh, Paul in the Second uh, Corinthians, uh, he makes the statement that, uh, I'll just turn and read that. I don't have the ability to quote as I wished I did. But if God will help me, I'll read it. He makes the statement to examine yourself whether you be in the faith. Prove your own self. Know ye not that Christ is in you, except ye become retrograde. That retrograde is useless. You know, God has, uh, the Lord Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount, uh, He's called us uh, uh, to be the salt of the earth, the light of the world. He's called us to be a uh, to be servants. You know, in that verse it says, uh, in that last verse it says, "Wherefore, rather, brethren, give diligence to make your callings and election sure." You know that diligence there it means with a uh, a 
serious effort. You know, we need to uh, put forth a serious effort, don't we? You know, uh, as I thought on this, uh, your callings and election. Well, he called me to preach, some might say. I tell you what, in the fifth chapter of the Gospel of Matthew, where I mentioned before, he's called you to be the salt of the earth, that that preserves. He's called each and every one that's been saved by his grace to be the salt of the earth. He's called us to be the light of the world. We've all got a calling, don't we? What I elected to, you know, when God saved us, He elected us to be ambassadors for Him here on earth. We're supposed to do the things that uh, He puts forth. We're supposed to uh, say the things that uh, would be a help to our fellow man. We're supposed to uphold Jesus to a lost and dying world. We're elected to do that. We all have our duties, don't we? You know, but as I said, there's a a lot of things that uh, uh, we uh, allow in our life and uh, we uh, uh, begin to hold on to that makes us barren and unfruitful. Can a saved person get buried and unfruitful? Oh, they sure can. I have. Oh, what are you doing up there pointing fingers at us? I want you to know. Brother Junior Moore taught me this. I point a finger and there's three of them coming right back at me. You're not getting nothing that I haven't got three times. I got it when God gave it to me. I got it when I tried to study and meditate on it. And I'm getting it again when I'm trying to preach. People, I've been a, a member of this church for soon be 46 years. Growed up in this church. Seen uh, five different pastors come through. I've seen times of fruitfulness where the Spirit of God was moving amongst us and there was fruit being produced. Haven't you? In that same time frame, I've seen times where uh, there wasn't much fruit, if any. Seemed kind of barren. You know, in those five pastors, probably... Nearly to uh, 50 revivals I've attended here. Different God-called men that have uh, uh, come before us. You know, they've all preached sound doctrine. They've all preached Jesus. The preaching hadn't changed. You know, God hadn't changed. Well, what makes the uh, what would make it uh, not as fruitful or barren? Well, could it be the hearts of the people? 
That's variable, isn't it? That uh, figures into the prosperity of a church is the uh, people of God. How their hearts are. I tell you what, we've been uh, wallowing around in the world like that old pastor with a hangering is, and we'll be buried. Won't nothing grow there but old weed and uh, things that are no good for nothing. Boy, that, that's definitely not the kind of fruit that we want, is it? I tell you what, we're going to be a witness of some sort. We're going to have an effect on the people that we're around one way or another. Why wouldn't we? Want to be fruitful for the Lord. Why wouldn't we want to be a help to those we come in contact with. Why wouldn't we want to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world? You know, that's a, really, it's really not easy, is it? It's not easy. But I tell you what, we, uh, uh, We need to remember some things. You know, we were once lost, none done in the sight of God in our sin. And if there hadn't been some people out there that were producing fruit that brought us uh, the gospel, where would we be? We're no better than the generation that's coming up now, are we? You know, as I look around here, why wouldn't we want to be fruitful? I see grandchildren. I, I desire to see them saved. They reach the years of accountability. I see other children here. I desire to see them saved. You know, that's God's will. God's not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. And he saved us, and he's left us here to be his workmen. To bear fruit. Or is that what we're doing, people? I said it's not easy, is it? That fifth verse says, and besides this, give all diligence to add to your faith. You know, it's going to take faith on our part, isn't it? 11th chapter of Hebrews says, without faith it is impossible to please God. We're going to have to uh, have faith in Him. Have faith in what? He has sent us to do. Have faith that He is able to 
do far above and beyond what we could ask of Him. To that we need to add virtue. That virtue, I believe, is a good biblical morals. We're talking about we want to be fruitful. Good biblical morals. And to virtue, knowledge. We need to have a spiritual knowledge, don't we? We need to know what the uh, uh, what God's Word says. And when He uh, uh, leads us by His Spirit, we need to acknowledge that and move on it. We need to be willing, don't we? And to knowledge temperance. That temperance there, we need to have some self-control, don't we? And to temperance, patience. We need to do a little enduring, don't we? Things may not happen as quick as we want to see them, but we need to hold on. We need to strive to stay on the straight and narrow and not turn to the right hand or turn to the left hand. We're talking about wanting to be fruitful here, people. What God has called us to be. And the patient godliness. Oh, we need to be Christ-like. You know, at Antioch, they were first called Christians. That's because they was practicing and preaching and teaching the things that Christ did. That's what we need to be. We all identify as Christian. Oh, people, I have them three fingers pointed right back to me. I fall way short of being Christ-like. But I pray that I strive to get more day by day. One day after a while, uh, I lay this body of flesh down that does so easily beset me and uh, the sins that are in it and uh, He'll uh, raise me from the dead and give me a new body and I'll be Christ-like. But I tell you what, until that day, I strive to do it in this flesh. We'll fall short. Burden Sunday school, we're just, we're just sinners, ain't we? We're all sinners. But I tell you what, when uh, God saved her soul, that third verse, according to His divine power, hath given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. It's by His power that we are able to be Christ-like. No, it's not easy in the flesh. But I tell you what, if we'll put our faith and trust in Him, it's in His power that He can make us fruitful. 
whereby ye are given unto us exceedingly great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. The nature of Christ. We, it's not easy. But I tell you what, if we'll uh, look to the Lord Jesus and we'll uh, trust in His power and we'll uh, strive to do that, He will enable us to bring forth fruit. It said unto godliness, brotherly kindness. Sometimes we struggle with that, do you know God's word says that we ought to esteem our brother higher than ourselves. Well, that, that's hard. Who are we talking about bringing forth fruit? Meat to the master's table. And the brotherly kindness, charity. You know, uh, Peter here was giving us a, yeah, you might say it's a recipe. It's instruction of how we might go through this life, live a Christian life, and produce fruit. You know, on our own, we, uh, uh, we'll fall short, won't we? We'll fall short. But God has enabled us. He's given us what we need. It's going to take work on our part. Just like that pasture that uh, is all trotted up and messed up. It, it's unfruitful. I tell you what, if you, you put the work in, you can make it fruitful again. Consider your ways. Examine yourself. Boy, sometimes it does us good to uh, stick back and uh, look at things. That we might consider our ways that we might examine ourselves. Are we doing that that uh, uh, God has instructed us to do? Well, I go to church every Sunday. I tell you what, people, we can come to church and uh, uh, play church and uh, we'll uh, end up with a uh, uh, barren and unfruitly season. I'm not point players. It's got me. Boy, I've been struggling lately. Why? Because God, not God. Not God, God. Because His Word's not truth. Oh, His Word's truth. He's given me everything I need. 
to live a successful Christian life. Well, I'll have to follow instructions. I'll have to follow the recipe. You know, that's the reason they, they make recipes. So you do everything and you get a constant result out of it. I tell you what, if we'll follow God, his word, and his leadership, we'll get a constant result. It'll produce fruit. That's not good enough for me to be barren and unfruitful. That's not good enough. I've got family. You've got family. I see little ones out in the audience. Yeah. So we can wall around the, the things of this world. You know, Satan, that's exactly what he would have us to do. He'll help us in any way he can to get involved in just a little bit more of this. That we'll stay around the hog trough. That we'll stay around the hay ring. And boy, it just tickles him to death when we get down in there and we wallow in the mire and we lose our fruitfulness. Hey, this epistle is written to the same people here. We can become a fruitful people and barren. But I tell you what, we can... Follow God's instruction. We can draw closer to Him. He'll draw closer to us. And the Word of God will have its effect. It won't return void into Him. That good seed, it'll fall on good ground. And we can see our loved ones. They'll start producing fruit. Are we satisfied, people, with what we got? Or do we want what God wants us to have? Consider your ways. Thus saith the Lord, consider your ways. Are we satisfied in our homes of a, a fine ceiling? Well, it's awful easy for us to get satisfied with just the daily things of life, isn't it? You know, that's what Satan wants to do. We keep putting more and more, adding more and more to a lot of things to do. We're like the horse leech that's there and the, uh, has two daughters. They say, give, give, and not is enough. I tell you what, it's awful easy for us to get in that same mindset. Want God to give and give, not enough. We just uh, keep striving for more. Therefore, having food and raiment, let us therefore be content. You know, all that human desire that we might. Uh, Have a little more, make things easier. But I tell you what, we'd be far better off with 
fewer things in God in it than we would be with our abundance in God not in it. People, I desire we have a fruitful season. I'll end up with this. Second chapter of Hebrews, it says, Therefore we ought to give a more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. That earnest means with a serious intent and dedication. Serious intent. We ought to give a more earnest heed. To look around us, you look at the things that are going on. You think we've let some things slip, people? We don't have to go very far down the road to see it, do we? For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast in every transgression, and disobedience received a just recompense reward. You know, uh, we might think, well, I'm, uh, I'm not producing any fruit. It's not, uh, it's not hurting anybody but me. Oh, wrong. Oh, how wrong. We don't know what effect it might have on our children, our grandchildren, down to the third or fourth generation. Isn't that what the uh, uh, 20th chapter of Exodus? And no other God before me, but don't we uh, put some things before God? He visits the iniquity of our sins even to the third and fourth generation. You'll be unfruitful and uh, it's liable to uh, pass on down the line your children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren. Be unfruitful and unbearing. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation which was first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that hurt him. You know this uh, epistle uh, or Hebrew letter here written to uh, the Jewish converts that were in danger of converting back to Judaism. in danger of becoming barren and unfruitful. You know, Christians at that time under Roman rule, uh, they had no protection under the law. For Judaism, they were uh, accepted and had some protection. Is it, are we able as uh, children of God that's been saved by His grace, our names recorded in the Lamb Book of Life, are we able to neglect so great a salvation? 
We sure can, can't we? I tell you what, when we get ourselves to where we're barren and unfruitful, we are neglecting so great a salvation. If you're here and lost today, I want you to consider this. How shall you escape if you neglect so great a salvation? Brother Curtis, uh, a couple of weeks ago, preached a good message, and I appreciate that message. But he forewarned uh, us that uh, you won't escape. Twenty chapter of Revelation says that whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Boy, that's a sad thing, isn't it? Uh, they, they neglected it. Well, could some of that neglect be because we were buried and unfruitful? Sure could. Ezekiel warns us about that, doesn't he? People, that's my thoughts this morning. I'm not pointing a finger at nobody. He's got me three times. But I think it'd be a good thing for us. I believe we desire to see a fruitful season. So we, we can do that, but we'll have Follow the instructions. We'll have to go by the recipe. Be work involved, but oh boy, there's no better paymaster than the Lord. Hey, we need to remember uh, if they hadn't have been some fruit bearers back in uh, our days when we had lost nothing, where might we be? May God help us. Brother Strode might want to have a song. You hear and lost, I would uh, encourage you when the Spirit of God deals with you that you might uh, seek after Him. You neglect so great a salvation, there won't be no escape. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Brothers and sisters, we might ought to uh, consider our ways. We might ought to examine ourselves. We might ought to give a more earnest heed with serious intent and dedication to the things that we ought to be doing. That's just our reasonable service. We're not doing anything big. It's not easy. We can trust on the Lord to give us what we need. We can do it. But we'll have to desire it. May God bless you. Let's go. I remember one time that uh, I heard him 
man say that, uh, and he called this man's name, this other man's name, and he, he said, I've never heard that man testify. Never heard him. But he said, every time the church doors was open, he was sitting in his seat. And he said, I've seen tears come out of his eyes. And sometimes tears will talk of being fruitful, being, being fruitful. Let's turn to 204 and be fruitful. Y'all pray for me that there's work to be done. One and four, one and four. It may be in the valley where countless dangers hide. It may be in the sunshine that I in peace abide. But this one thing I know, 